With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Fallon and this is the Heartbroken Podcast. I know I keep giving updates on doing the live podcast show, but you would not believe how difficult it is to get a venue to respond to you. I'm like paying cash. So it's very interesting. The lack of response. Um, Anyway, I had a venue that I really wanted to do it at and they reached out. It was very expensive. But I've learned a valuable lesson. I'd pass it on at the beginning of this. I basically just asked for what I wanted. The first time I did not. And I was like, okay, never mind. And they reached back out. And I said, you know what? The reason I'm not going with you is because the price. And they said, oh, we'll work on you. And I said, cool. And I asked for a price. And they were like, sure, we'll get back to you. And anyway, I think it's a valuable lesson that a lot of the time we're afraid to ask for things because we think we're insulting people or um, it's just never going to happen. But all that would happen is they would say, no, we can't do that. And I would move on. Or they could do what happened in this situation and say, sure, we can make that work. So anyway, we're still looking at maybe June, July for this. I promise. Well, I hope to promise it's going to happen. Oh, and I did a little investigation on how to record a podcast with someone that doesn't live in state. And the first issue was they have to have a microphone, blah, blah, blah. I said, I'm not going to ask someone to go buy a microphone And also, I'm not going to mail one to someone because I'm afraid they won't mail it back to me and then I'm out the money myself. So we have a couple of other ideas and I'm going to test them out to see if they work. And if they do, then we'll start getting even more stories from people in different states, which I think is wonderful to add that um, diversity of stories onto the podcast. Today is a podcast that really features something that was the reason I started this. Um, She dates someone who has, has a drinking problem. And she's been with this person for five years. So it's been this, I mean, it's the same cycle over and over again. And she's like, I cannot talk to my friends about this anymore. They are sick of hearing about it. And that was one of the reasons I started this because you get to a point where you feel like you have no one to talk to because you think your friends and family are so sick and tired of hearing about it. Alyssa is joining me today on the Heartbroken Podcast. We were talking kind of beforehand. I've had an Alyssa before, but you know what? There could be more than one Alyssa that's had heartbreak. There are probably a ton of them. And your story is uh, your story of heartbreak. And you can tell us a little bit about that. So basically, I was in a relationship for about five years with an alcoholic. And last fall, I finally decided to walk away. I'm Fallon, and this is the Heartbroken Podcast. And I started this because I went through heartbreak. It was very public. And a lot of people would message me and ask me, how did you get through it? Because I'm going through it now and it seems like nothing's ever going to get better. And it felt easier for them to talk to someone they didn't know. And they felt like they were burdening their friends by continuously talking about it. And I don't have a ton of advice, but I know hearing others makes you feel less alone. And for those coming in and telling you their story, it's somewhat therapeutic to talk to someone they don't know about this heartbreak. And that's where the idea came from for the Heartbroken Podcast. Every time I get an email and and someone's in a long relationship like that, Alyssa, they always say, so much happened in those five years. It's going to be hard for me to narrow it down. How do you cover five years in, you know, like a 30-minute podcast? And so um, that's going to be kind of 
where we start. How did you, we'll start, we always start at the beginning because that's when things are good. That's yeah. why you stick with someone for so long because it always starts out somewhat good. Yeah. And yeah. so how was your, how was your relationship? How did it begin? So we met through mutual friends. One of his friends actually was dating one of my friends um, and they met on an online app. So we met that way. Um, so we met Halloween of 2013. Um, so I was 19 then, and he was 22. Um, and we hit it off really quickly. Um, so we met on that Halloween, and then a week later, we made it official. So we jumped in right <laughs> away, super young and naive and just silly. Um, and we actually broke up for the first time on Thanksgiving of that year. It was like a month later, basically. Yes, yeah. So... Um, which obviously, I mean, we didn't really know each other that well. We jumped in and it was probably not the best thing to be doing. Um, so we broke up and it was kind of mutual. Um, he was like flirting with girls online and just not really committed. And I took it very seriously. So, um, basically we agreed like this isn't working for either of us Mm -hmm. and broke it off and that was it. So obviously there are a lot, a lot more time that went into this. So what happened that you reconciled at least the first time? Yeah. So he tried reaching back out again that following February and I was not having it. So I was like, no, not interested. And then again that May and same thing was like, nope, go away. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally that like July, we started talking on social media again and it just kind of tumbled from there. Um, So for July of 2014, August, and yeah, pretty much those two months, we were talking like every day and I was just really like falling for him and Mm -hmm. I think he was falling for me too. And then in September, we finally started kind of casually dating um, and did that for September and October. And then in November, I met his family on Thanksgiving, ironically, and we (laughs) broke up the first time. And everything went really great. So um, he actually came back to my house after I left his family's house with flowers and made it official. And it was like, we did this right this time. We talked for months. We dated for months. I met your family, got the seal of approval. Now we're dating. So that's kind of how it re- like really started mm-hmm. for the next couple of years after that. Were things pretty good for a while then after that? Yeah. Um, so one thing, I mean, I mentioned that he had a drinking problem. I did not know that for this whole time. Um, so right before we made it official um, in November, kind of when we were casually dating, he had told me that when we tried dating the first time for that month period, that he was in a really bad place and he was drinking every single day. And um, he actually basically came out and told me he lied to me about everything. So back then he would like send me like, selfies of him at work and he told me he worked at a bank so he'd be like in a suit and he would like text me over his lunch break and it turns out he never even had a job he was dressing up at home and completely faking this life and so it kind of was in the back of my mind like maybe he has an issue but then you kind of write it off like well he was in a bad place so he admitted it all too yeah yep he admitted it all before we became official so i was like okay well he's honest so Mm -hmm. Again, you kind of like write it off um, and things were good. So you let it go. Um, And then it wasn't until probably like February or March of 2015 now where was it 2014? Okay, anyways, um, where 
I kind of started to notice that on the weekends, he was drinking with his friends all weekend long and constantly. So I was a student full-time, and he was obviously graduated because he was older than me. And I was a server at the time, so I was working weekends. That's when you work. And I was closing, so I wouldn't get home until like 2.30. So I started noticing like he would basically get so drunk that he wouldn't remember any of our conversations for like three days at a time. Wow. And um, one time I asked him like, do you think you've ever done anything when you're, you know, blackout drunk? I mean, if you're saying you don't even remember our conversations, what? who knows what you've done? Yeah. And he was like, no, there's no way I've ever done anything. Um, you know, I love you so much. And I was like, oh, but I just, I have this gut feeling and your gut feeling is just never wrong. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, well, you're making me nervous. So I'm going to talk to my friends and I'll see what they say. And then like two hours went by and I was like, okay, something's wrong. And I get this long paragraph about how basically all of his friends said that he had been cheating on me. Um, Every time he drank, he would like go to the bars and like make out with girls and sometimes bring them home. But he assured me they never did anything, apparently. Right. Yeah, you're bringing them home. You're doing something. Um, So I was really upset, obviously. And then... Uh, This kind of goes back to writing things off and being in denial, I guess. Um, I had asked him, like, well, when was this? And his friends basically came back and said, oh, it was in, like, October um, was the last time we remember. And I was like, oh, well, we weren't official then, so I guess I can't really be mad. Uh, So you, like, convince yourself, like, even though we were pretty official dating, Mm -hmm. that it wasn't Facebook official, so... I can't get upset. So I brushed it off again and then um, kind of just let it go. Yeah. And obviously there's all these red flags now uh, with cheating and drinking and all this stuff going on. Um, and then everything was kind of good again for a while. The next thing that happened was um, I was still serving and right before my was the night before my 21st birthday so july 3rd mm-hmm. i'm on july 4th baby <laughs> um i i was serving and he went out and i remember that night because when i was the restaurant was closed and i was cleaning up and i was leaving and he called me like five times and i was like what is going on so i called him back and he couldn't even form a sentence he was so drunk and mm-hmm. i was like okay like glad you had a, a good night like i'll talk to you later And um, a few weeks went by, and actually in that time period, um, my mom had an accident, and she was, and I'm from Wisconsin, so she's not here, Mm -hmm. and she was in the hospital for like three and a half weeks, and throughout this time, I was getting a lot of Facebook messages from her friends, like checking in on her, and at this time on Facebook, this was when they filtered your messages between people who you're friends with that are messaging you and people that aren't, and for whatever reason, at this time, you couldn't access the filtered messages on the app, only on the desktop. Okay. So one day I was on the phone with my mom, and I was going through these messages, and she had just been released from the hospital, and my ex was going to be coming over for dinner. So he had a key to my place, and he walked in while I was on the phone with her, and I was reading through these messages, and I was like, oh, we got a message from so-and-so. Do you know that person? And she's like, oh, yeah. And then I would read the message and respond. And then I got to this one message, and I was like, oh, do you know this girl and I said her name she was like no I don't recognize that name and you kind of start reading in your head before you say it out loud just naturally Mm -hmm. and so I started doing that 
And I just like paused. And my mom was like, hello, like, are you still there? And I was like, yeah, I got to call you back. And she was like, what just happened? What is this message? And I was like, I have to let you go. Yeah. And I turn around and he's in my living room waiting for me. And I just started screaming. So basically, I got this message from this girl. She's like, hi, are you Blank's girlfriend? I just wanted to let you know that he cheated on you on July 3rd with me. And I was just fuming because instantly I went back to he was so drunk that yep. night, I remember. And it's a day before your birthday. <laughs> yes. And you're working. Yeah. And so this. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, she sent me this message on like July 5th. I didn't read it until July 19th. So it had been sitting there for weeks. So basically I kicked him out and then I was like, I'm going to have a conversation with this girl. Like yeah. If she's going to go out of her way to message me, I want to know what she has to say. Yeah. So... She went on and on and like gave such detail that there was no way it could be false. Mm-hmm. She told me um, the names of his friends that he was with. She named the bar that they always went to. She like described like the booth that they sat in, like down to the nines. She had everything. Yeah. And then she was like, I was still kind of in denial. And this whole time he was saying, because he was kind of a jerk, he was like, well, she's probably just some girl that I denied one time and she's mad. Of course. And yeah. And so I was like, okay, but who does this? Like, we've been together for like two years or whatever. It's who comes now? Like, that's so, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So she was like, well, actually, I think I have a picture of us from that night. And then basically two days went by of us going back and forth. And she finally was like, I found the picture and she sent it to me. And you so badly want to believe that this is not true, that I analyzed that picture. Like, there is some way that I'm going to prove that this is not from that night. Mm -hmm. And so I was, like, comparing his facial hair, because I had pictures from the next day when we hung out. And he normally shaves his hair a certain way. And at this, for this birthday, he actually had been growing his facial hair out. And in the picture that she sent me, it was the same thing. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's unusual. It's, it's, it's true. It yeah. has to be true. So he kind of apologized, but in like a roundabout way, like, well, if you think it's true, then I'm sorry. <laughs> and so he never really apologized for it. Um, and a couple I think days before I read this, we had signed a lease to move in together. Oh, God. So that was July 19th. We were moving in August 1st. So I was like, great. Now I'm stuck. And I feel like I was, I'm forced to forgive him because I have to live with him for a year now. So I can't be mad for a year. So we moved in and it was obviously really tense the whole time. And this was the first time he was living um, outside of his parents' house. So it was tense for that reason too mm-hmm. and then just financially and everything else it's a big deal to move were you questioning during these times um the like the him having a job and stuff since he had lied to you about that in the beginning <laughs> or were you pretty convinced that that was at least a thing of the past i was convinced that was a thing of the past at this point um i had met coworkers and okay. and stuff so um 
I believed him now. And I actually found out later that when he first tried reaching out to me that February is when he got the job. Okay. And so he was like, well, I'm in a better place now. I can reach yeah. out to her, um, even though that proved to not be true. Okay. So um, the job part was legit. It was the the infidelity and drinking now that yes. was causing major issues. Yeah. So up until now, I'd still been kind of writing off the idea that he was this alcoholic. But when you live together, you really get to know somebody on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And I was still in school and working full time. So there was a lot of times I wasn't home. So it became like this game of like coming home and looking in the trash and seeing how much alcohol was in there. And then he would find out that I would do that and then he would hide it. And so it was just like, okay, there's a how problem. How much was it before he was hiding it? Um, Probably a month or two. Or how so. much alcohol was oh, in the trash? Yeah. Um, I think it started less and then got to be more and more mm -hmm. sometimes it would be like a half a bottle a night yeah um and then in the end like years later he was drinking a whole bottle a night by yeah. the end of our relationship so it just progressively got worse mm -hmm. um so after we were living together I, I mean it just never got better basically and we were fighting all the time it was hands down the worst year of my life um, so it was my senior year. I was really trying to do well before graduating so that I could find a good job when I left. And so I had a lot of pressure for school and then working full time and everything else. And um, basically, he had this ex-girlfriend that I had a feeling he still had feelings for her. She was from high school, so a long time ago. But he just had brought her up casually a couple times, and it just rubbed me the wrong way. And... Um, so now it was the spring, maybe late winter of early 2016. And um, I had come home one night from work, and so it was late. And I was sitting in my living room, like I always did, to kind of wind down. And I just got this gut feeling that something was going on. So um, my gut feeling is always right. <sighs> so I was like, I wonder if I can get into his Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I was like thinking of all of the passwords that he's told me before for like Netflix and stuff. And of course, I got into his Facebook. <laughs> yep. And I'm reading, and he's like been messaging with this ex like recently. And the last message was like, "Here are my numbers. I have two of them. I don't know why she had two numbers, but she had two numbers." And so we shared a phone plan. So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna yeah. go check our records and yeah. see if he's been talking to her." And he had been talking to her every day, and like in the middle of the night too. Like, I would come home and go to sleep, and he would be like literally, apparently laying next to me texting her. So wow, it was like all throughout the night. So when you see this evidence, and I mean, obviously, the feeling is just like your heart sinks. You're yeah. you're feel sick in your stomach. Yeah, and this all happened so fast. I mean, this is like a five minute span, and my blood was just boiling. I yeah. mean, there was just no stopping me. So I stormed into the bedroom where he was sleeping because it was late and I turned on the light and the first thing that I saw was a picture frame of us and I threw it against the headboard yeah. and so that woke him up yeah. and he was like what is going on and I just confronted him on the whole thing like you are caught so red-handed mm -hmm. and I didn't I was careful not to tell him how I found out because I was like well if this keeps going I want to still be able to see it yeah so um which is so backwards because you should totally be breaking up. Yeah, and, be like over it, not yes. like protecting it so you have yes. ways to check on him yes. later. Yes, so I, I mean, I, it was just so unhealthy. So I confronted him and he tried to deny it. And then he said um, basically that 
our relationship isn't well anyways and I'm being crazy so we're done it's like you don't get to break up with me over this like I'm breaking up with you and it was just it was awful we were still living together through all of this and I was like you need to leave like my family's in Wisconsin I have nowhere to go but your family is here you should move back home yeah because this is just not working so that's what he did um like April of 2016 he moved out moved back home and it was silly because we were always fighting about never seeing each other in our schedules and mm-hmm. I was graduating a month later so it's like yeah. if you just like stuck it out like a champ then yeah. this would have maybe gotten a little better um so went our separate ways and it was a really weird relationship after he moved because he would text me like I was a friend and be like yeah, so I saw her, his ex, and we just hit it off, and I really think we're going to get married. And, like, I was like, why are you rubbing this in my face? Like, yeah. go tell your other friends. Like, it was so weird. He said it so casually. And I kind of went my separate way, had, like, my flings or whatever I was doing. And then you kind of – it sinks in that they're gone, and you yeah. start to miss them. And so it was, like, at the end of June, so literally like two months later – um, he had been reaching out to me for a couple of weeks, but I wasn't really responsive. And then finally I was like, you know what? I've been really missing him. I'm going to, um, hang out with him and just see what he has to say. So we ended up, I went to his house and, um, his parents weren't home and we talked for like four hours. And then, um, basically he was like, I made so many mistakes. Like, I still love you. I just don't see myself with anyone else. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, is this because it didn't work out with that other girl? Right. Um, which it probably totally was. Um, and I said that to him and he's like, no, I just, I needed to close that door to move forward with you. And I was like, okay, like, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we got back together mm-hmm. and, um, Everything was good, actually. When we got back together, this was probably, like, the peak of our entire time together. Um, Everything was great. We decided to move in together again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So fast forward to um, 2017, that fall. We had been kind of doing okay throughout the summer. We had a few hiccups. Um, Basically, he told me, that he had some financial issues and wanted to move forward with me but didn't know if he could afford to leave his parents house and which didn't make sense because he was living at home and not paying really many bills yeah so in the back of my mind I was like maybe he's still spending all of his money on alcohol Mm -hmm. but I convinced myself that that wasn't true and that I need to be positive so we worked it out and October 1st of 2017 we moved in together And we moved into the apartment that he wanted to move into. Like, this was his top choice, and Mm -hmm. I just kind of went along with it. And when we got there, it was so strange. He was never home. Like, he wouldn't even sleep at the house sometimes. And I was like, where are you going all the time? Like, it was just strange. And he was, like, hanging out at his friends' houses, apparently. Did you, like, check that out? Did you ever do drive-bys to make sure his car was there? I thought about it, but I didn't. Okay. I just didn't want to be like considered crazy Um, Uh and I didn't want anyone else to know. I mean, all of his friends and all of my friends pretty much knew our business at this point. And I was like, we need to just stop. We need to keep this between us. And so I didn't want them to like see my car and then talk about it. And Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to do that. So um, I I remember 
we had just moved in and we had planned a day that we were going to go grocery shopping together because we didn't have any groceries when we moved in. And that day came and I got home from work and then he got home and I got home first. So I'd been waiting for him to get home so we could go. And he got home and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym. And I was like, well, we've been planning this. Like, can you go to the gym after or tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And it was just silly. Like, it was a weird argument. He's like, no, I'm going to go now. If you really need to go to the grocery store that bad, then go by yourself. (laughs) I was like, okay. Like, it was just, it was weird. I don't know. It was just strange. So I did. I went to the grocery store by myself and I came back and he's like, I can't believe you went without me. And like, (laughs) turned it on me. And I was like, you just told me to. Yeah. It was just, he was totally gaslighting me. Yep. And you just fall for it. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, we made these plans yeah. to go, and you told me to go. I took you seriously. And, um, yeah, so for the first few weeks we moved in, he was literally at his friend's house, like, almost every night. Like, he would sleep at our house maybe twice a week. And wow. all of his stuff was there. And I was like, this is so weird. And he wouldn't even tell me. Like, he would say, oh, I'm going to blah, blah, blah's house. And then he wouldn't be there when I woke up in the morning. And I was like, this is so weird. And I remember I texted him one time and he was like, well, I was drinking. Do you really want me to drink and drive? Like, do you want me to hurt myself? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or get in trouble. And I, it's night. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, no, of course I don't want that. But like, at least communicate that the night of then. Like, yeah. hey, can you come get me? Or, hey, I've drank a little too much. I'm going to stay here tonight. But there was just no communication at all. So then I was like, okay. We're back to the drinking thing. Mm-hmm. And um, throughout the course of our relationship up until this point, there had been so many talks. Like, he would only admit he had a drinking problem when he did something wrong, like when he cheated mm-hmm. or when he lied. He'd it was like, the excuse to, you know. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was like his way out was like, oh, I do have a drinking problem. But then, like, on any normal day, when I'm like, hey, I think, you know, you've been drinking a little too much. He's like, no, I can stop when I want. It's not a problem. Yeah. So it was like. He only had a problem and it was convenient for him, but Mm -hmm. really he had one all the time. So um, we had his best friend's wedding. um, I think it was at the end of October. So we had only been living together for a couple weeks at this point. And um, he was like, yeah, my cousin is coming into town and he's staying with us. And I was like, okay, we should probably discuss that first, but it's too late now. He already like booked a flight because he's not from here. So we had been fighting constantly about him never being home. And I was at my wits end. Like, I didn't want to go to this wedding. I wanted to be done. And he looked at me like the day his cousin was flying into town and was like, Alyssa, I I need you to just pretend for this weekend. Like, I just need you to fake it. Like, just pretend nothing's going on. Pretend we're fine. Like, I'm the best man in this wedding. All of my friends are going to be there. All of my family is going to be there. I need you to just be cordial for the weekend. So... I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) Swallowed all of my feelings and went to this wedding. And um, everything was fine at the wedding. I had a great time. We actually weren't together that much. I was with his friends a lot more than him. And then when we left um, and went back home, uh, so we got back home on a Sunday. I had to work that Monday. 
his cousin was flying out Tuesday. So I got home Monday from work and he was like, yeah, we're going to go to blah, blah, blah's house and have like a game night. And I was like, okay, I'll come. So I went into the fridge to grab like a bottle of alcohol that I had. And um, he like jumped in front of me and grabbed it for me and started pouring it into a water bottle. And I was like, this is so weird. Why are you doing that? And so I was like, no, I can just carry it. And he's like, no, it's easier to carry in a water bottle. And I was like, what is going on? So I grabbed the bottle out of his hand and the bottle was almost empty and I it hadn't been opened yet uh, when I bought it. So I was like, okay. So he's trying to hide that he drank literally the whole thing. Yeah. So I got really upset because it's like, one, that's mine that yeah. I bought. Two, like if you're going to drink it, at least ask. Mm-hmm. And we have a liquor store a block from our house. Like go buy your own or like offer to replace mine because now... When I want to drink my own alcohol for fun, it's gone because you drank it. Yeah. And he drank it during the day. Yeah. So I was like, why are you just like day drinking on a Monday? Like, yeah. I get your cousins in town. It's a fun time, but like a whole bottle. Mm-hmm. And like he had another bottle of his own that was gone. So I was wow. like, okay. So we got into a huge fight. And basically, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I'm done. And he gave me a thumbs up and walked out and went to his friends for this game night. <laughs> so that was when we officially broke up. We were never together again. So, um, yeah, that was at the end of 2017. But we continued to live together until March of 2018. So, I mean, imagine living with your ex. It was awful. Yeah. Um, And this is when the drinking got really bad, which I think this was the reason I stayed so long was because I knew that if I left, he could hurt himself. I mean, I was scared he would literally drink himself to death. Like that yeah. might just be the cherry on top to for him to spiral. Yeah. And it did. I mean, that's exactly what happened. He was drinking like a bottle a night, like a large bottle of mm-hmm. vodka a night. And part of me thinks he did it to like make me mad. Yeah. But then um, I was really concerned. He would like drink a full bottle and then leave. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I was having like super awful nightmares for like weeks. Like I was scared I was going to wake up to like and go to work and find him like in a car accident on the corner. Like I was just so scared. And then um, I had tried talking to his friends about his drinking problem a couple times. And they're like, you're just being crazy. Like he's just in his 20s having fun with his friends. Like it's not a problem. Yeah. And he totally used that and was like yeah she's just a crazy controlling girlfriend like she doesn't like when I have fun and I think his parents know but I think they're in denial and don't want to believe it yeah um so I felt like I was carrying this whole burden by myself and I told his friends like what if he really does like die from in some way like drinking too much or gets into an accident or something like and we're standing at his funeral you all knew. I told you. I asked for help to mm-hmm. to help him, and you all did nothing. Like, how are you gonna feel? Yeah. And there, are, literally, the response I got was, "That's just not our problem." <laughs> it's like, wow, what great yeah. friends. Great, yeah. So, and I just I thought about that, and I still think about that now. Like, we're not together, and it constantly like weighs on my mind. Like, is he drinking now? Is he okay? And I think that's what makes it so hard for me to move on. Yeah. So he finally moved out um, March of 2018 
and we didn't talk. And mm-hmm. he moved in with a friend. And a couple months later, his friends were messaging me. And they were like, has he always been like this? And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, he drinks every night and he is so mean when he drinks. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I've yeah. been telling you this for years. Welcome like, my life. Yeah. Yes. Like I've lived with him twice and this is exactly what I went through. And they're like, well, we're going to kick him out. So just a warning. We don't know if he's going to reach out to you, yeah. but we're kicking him out. And I was like, okay. So that's what happened. So I knew before he knew, which like conniving side of me was like, ha ha. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he got kicked out and he um, got super drunk. And I remember it was like Memorial Day weekend that May. Um, and he was texting me and he was like, I'm coming. I'm moving back into the apartment. I don't care what you say. I'm on the lease still and I'm coming back. And I was like, no, like, why would you do that? Like, this is not healthy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, it's either that or I'm going to kill myself. And right. he's drunk, obviously, when he's messaging me all of this. So we're going back and forth. And I'm like, don't kill yourself. This is silly. Like, you're overreacting. Like, you can just go move back home for a few months. Like, it'll be yeah. fine. And at the end, he was like, okay, I guess you're right. I'll talk to you later. It's like, you just did all of this and now you're just fine. Yeah. Like, it made no sense. Um, and so that was kind of the way it just was. And then my birthday's in July, his birthday is in August. So we hadn't talked. And then my birthday rolled around and he like messaged me like, happy birthday. I'm thinking of you. I just want to let you know I've turned a new leaf. Of course. And um, I'm really trying to be better if you would consider talking again. And I was like, yeah, okay. It's yeah. a holiday. I know you're drinking. Exactly. And um, so I brushed that off. And then his birthday rolled around and I messaged him happy birthday, yep. like nothing extravagant, just happy birthday. And he was like, oh, thank you, blah, blah, blah. And we had still been friends on Snapchat. And um, a few days after his birthday was one of my good friend's weddings. And I did what friends do at weddings and I drank too much. And I posted some Snapchat like, I need a ride home, like on my story. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, but I guess he responded and was like, do you need me to come get you? And I said, yes. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what did I just do? Yeah. So he came and got me and brought me all the way back to my apartment, dropped me off and went home. And I guess like I had professed my love and oh, I was, gosh. yeah, it was not a good situation. And I'd still really cared about him. Like mm-hmm. I was not over it, but I knew I needed to be kind of right. thing. So the next day he picked me up to bring me back to my car and he was like, so like, do you still feel how you felt last night? And I was like, uh, <laughs> this is weird. Like, can you just take me to my car? Like yeah. I, it was so awkward. And then we started talking again and I was like, I was a lot more guarded this time. I didn't just jump back into anything. And I was like, you know, if we're going to talk again, like we need to really set some boundaries and like I need to make sure that I'm getting what you're telling me and that, you know, your drinking is under control and stuff. So we kind of started talking again. Nothing serious. We hung out like a couple times. And there was this one um, Sunday where he went to the Vikings game and he had messaged me before going. It was like a day game. And he was like, I'm not going to drink a lot. So we can get dinner afterwards, which is never true. Mm-hmm. And so he calls me after the game and he's like, hey, I, can you come pick me up? And I was like, what? I thought you drove down there. He's like, no, my friend drove. And I was like, oh, well, who's your friend? Just tell them to bring you home and like, I'll meet you at your house or something. He's like, no, my friend lives downtown. Like, 
it's a coworker. He went home already, so I'm down here by myself. It's like, okay. So I got in my car and I went and picked him up. And I was like, well, I kind of owe him because he picked me up from this right. wedding. So I went and picked him up and he told me he was at one bar, but he, when I got there, he like took forever to come out. And then he came out of the bar, like next door to that. So I was like, that's just weird. Why would you like lie about what bar you're yeah. at? Like, is he just confused? And I knew he was wasted because he called me like 20 times mm-hmm. on my way there. So I finally get there and I pick him up from this bar and um, I had been pulling like kind of up to a stoplight. And so the bar he came out of was on the corner where the stoplight was. And as we're pulling up, there's this girl standing on the corner. And I look and I was like, oh, my God, is that blank? And he was like, what are you talking about, Alyssa? I was like, that is her. Like, I know who that is. You've talked to her before. You when we were still living together, he like hooked up with her and Uh I knew about it yeah and so I was like I know that that's her like don't lie and he was like what do you mean like you're crazy and I was like I will turn this car around like I know that's her yeah and we're going back and forth and he is totally just manipulating me in this conversation like Alyssa if you don't want to believe me then that's on you we have a good thing going and yeah it was total bs and so I was like okay then call her and put it on speaker. I want you to do it. And so he like tried to grab his phone out of his pocket and then he fumbled because he was uh-huh. drunk and dropped it in between the seat and like the console. I was uh-huh. like, okay. It's like, fine. So I pulled over at a gas station and I messaged her mm-hmm. on Facebook. <laughs> and I was like, hey. And like, I tried to like be the nice guy. And I was like, I saw you around the corner. I really hope he didn't leave you. If you need a ride, I will come back and bring you to wherever you need to go. Like, just let me know. Yeah. Because I also felt bad. Like, now he was a jerk to another girl, too. Yeah. So she messaged me, like, six hours later. And she lives in Chicago. Oh, my God. And she was like, yeah. So he invited me to this game. I went with him. And then he left me on the corner. So I drove all the way back to Chicago. I just <sighs> got home. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Glad you're home safe. Like, yeah. have a good night. It was so awkward. And then I knew, like, I learned that you cannot reason with a drunk. No. You just can't. Um, and so it sucks because you have to, like, hold your feelings in and just hope that you can confront them when they're sober tomorrow. Yeah. And so I was pissed. I wanted to just be done. I wanted to break it off that night. But I was like, I, I can't message him so he was like texting me after I dropped him off at home and left like I love you so much I don't know why you're so mad at me I just like went along with it like sent smiley faces just whatever Mm -hmm. the next morning I had crafted a message and I waited to send it until the morning I sent it in the morning and it was this long paragraph like you know I don't deserve this I know I don't deserve this like let's just call it what it is and move on and his only reply was okay then I was like, what? You've been begging me to, like, give you another chance for months. And now that I did, you're just, like, fine with what you did? Like, what? Yeah. So we didn't talk. And then, like, a month goes by. And he reaches out to me. And he's like, you know, we never got to really talk about what happened. I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Like, you're still the person that I see myself marrying. I love you so much. And... You know, I made this promise to take her to the game like months before and I didn't want to break my promise to her, but I didn't want to make you mad. So I thought I was doing the right thing and I just messed up. I was like, okay, like who knows what you guys did at this game? Like it's just 
you can't you can't take him seriously anything he says so i was just done i was like okay and like i'm heartbroken but i don't want anyone at this point my friends are sick of hearing about it Uh they don't want me talking to him they're over it um and so i'm just like dealing with this all on my own i didn't even tell anyone what really happened i was just like yeah i just realized it wasn't gonna work but i didn't tell them the whole story because Mm -hmm. it was embarrassing like yeah he did it again yeah so I just kept telling him, like, to his face, like, I wish you the best. But inside, I was, like, dying. Like, no, I don't. I'm mad at you. And I wanted us to be together. Yeah. So some time goes by. And then, like, in that December, so this last December, he was messaging me, like, I still miss you. My dog misses you. And, like, trying to trap me. Like, you should come visit my dog. And I was like, okay. And this was on Christmas Eve. And then, again, the day after Christmas, I get this gut feeling again. And I was like, okay. What's going on? I need to go check his Facebook. I know it's on there. Yeah. And I get there and it said eight minutes ago, he's in a relationship with somebody else. A whole new girl. <laughs> that I, and I was like, what? You just messaged me two days to co- two days ago to like come yeah. to your house. So I, I was just like baffled. Yeah. Like, what do you even do? And um, one of my friends uh, went to his Facebook and this relationship change was public. Mm-hmm. So anyone could go on it and comment on it or like it. And yeah. I don't know if he did that on purpose. I'm sure he did. Probably. And so one of my best friends go- goes to his site and like did like the laughing reaction to mm-hmm. it. And so I knew I was like, this is just going to cause drama. Why did you do that? Yeah. So he blocked me on Snapchat. Yeah. Actually, first he deleted me. So when somebody deletes you, but you don't delete them back, they show up in your subscriptions, like where celebrities show up. Uh huh. So he deleted me, but like I could still see all of his stories. So I was like, well, that was pointless. And then I think he caught on that I could still see it and then blocked me. So we didn't talk. And I was like totally the ex-girlfriend checking his social media all the time mm-hmm. and like crying about it. And then finally I was like, I need to just block both of them so that I don't search them. Yeah. Like I had to do it for me. So I did. And I the thing that made me do that was he like posted about how much he loved her. And yeah. I was like, okay, I just can't. So I blocked them. I was done. And then um, a couple, maybe like a month ago, I was on Snapchat, just like, you know, you just like tap through, you don't really pay attention. Uh, I was tapping through the subscriptions area and all of a sudden his name was in there. Like he had unblocked me and I never deleted him on my list. I just never thought about it. So he showed up there and I was like, okay, so he unblocked me and now I can see his stuff again. Like we, he's, I still wasn't his friend, but he was on mine. So I was like, okay. And it pops up to his name and the thing that he posted was a screenshot of alcohol withdrawal symptoms and he captioned it like i can't believe i have all of these but thank god i don't have seizures hashtag day three Uh. and i was like okay did you unblock me just to show me that you're like fixing this problem so i talked to a couple of my friends about it and they're like you need to just delete him like you don't need to look at his stuff anymore so i did that and then um i kept him blocked on Facebook and my friends kind of creeped on his stuff and him and that girl broke up. So that apparently kicked him into, I'm sure she broke up with him because of drinking too. So then he was like trying to be sober. I'm sure to get back together. Like he always did with me. And, um, literally like days ago, he tried adding me on Snapchat and I just let it sit there and I didn't accept it. Are you afraid you're going to though? Yes. So I think like my mom has been there for me through the whole thing and knows all the details. And she actually had open heart surgery a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And I, and it was actually the August before we broke up. And 
it was it's such a dangerous surgery and i remember thinking like if she doesn't make it i'm she's gonna leave knowing she left me with him Mm -hmm. and i don't want her to like not leave peacefully and i don't think she would if she knew i was going to be with him the rest of my life so that was kind of the trigger and now like she asks me all the time like do you think you'll ever give in again like be real with yourself Alyssa. and i'm like oh when i picture my wedding day i still picture it with him even though everyone probably thinks that's crazy why do you think why do you think you are still so into this person who is you admitted it's been five toxic years yeah um consistently he's proven he's lies to you he cheats on you yeah i don't i don't know i just i don't i think part of it is when you're with an alcoholic you feel a responsibility Mm -hmm. i carried this burden that he didn't carry or care about and none of his friends believed it and his family didn't carry it i still worry that like something's gonna happen so Mm -hmm. i feel like I can't really cut it off and let it go. I always have to keep kind of an eye to make sure he's okay. So I think part of it is that, that mm-hmm. I really can't close the door because I'm so scared. Um, and I don't know. I think another part is just the comfort. And now, like, it's been, like, six months. And I'm still, I mean, I'm just not with anybody else. And I think that's the only person I think about because that's all I've known for so long. Have you given any person a real chance? No. I tried mm-hmm. like joining dating apps and stuff and I always end up deleting them because I'm like, this is stupid. I don't like any of these people. And it's because I think I st- I'm not over it. Don't you want a relationship that makes you feel complete? A relationship you can talk to your friends and family about? Yeah. A relationship that is healthy? Yes. Like I, I do want all of that. but it- And you think that there's any chance you'll ever have that with him. And that's the thing. It's like I want all that, but I want it with him. Even though it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. It's totally out of reach. It's never going to happen. He doesn't respect me. I know that. But I think until the perfect person walks in and shows me something different, I'm never going to be able to let that go and be like, yeah, that really wasn't good. Like I, I even though I know it's good, like I'm smart enough to know that. Mm-hmm. I, it's almost like I need somebody else to prove it to me and that I can really be that happy and in love because the highs were high and the lows were low, you know, and but there were more lows than highs. And I don't know why you just it's almost like when you're dealing with an alcoholic, you kind of compartmentalize them like mm-hmm. they're this person, but they're also this person. Yeah. And it, it almost makes it worse and harder mm-hmm. to move on because you're like, well, if he would just fix this one thing, it would be perfect. And I think that's the hope that you rely on like if he didn't drink he wouldn't lie and he wouldn't cheat and he wouldn't be this awful person so if he just stopped drinking we could make this work and that is like what you hold on to even though it's not realistic he's just one person and that's just a problem he has and it's not worth waiting for or sticking around for you say it but you don't believe it yet yeah like i i know i know what i need to do and i know what i should do and I put on a front to everybody else, like I'm over it, and they know better. And, yeah, and they I, know better. I just don't. I don't talk about it because I know they don't want to hear it, and I know that, you know, like when I was trying to give him like this chance before we, I finally broke it off. My best friend was like, "I really just hope you learn this time," mm-hmm. and that was like hard. Like I, I just didn't want to talk to her ever again about it because mm-hmm. I knew that like she just wanted better for me, and. Yeah. She didn't know how to support me in a situation where she just couldn't wrap her brain around why I kept going back. And I can't either. I think that's like part of the the reason I started this podcast, because when you're on the outside, it's very easy to be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Why? 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 And it's very hard to explain when you're in 
the cycle. Yeah. And it really is a cycle. I mean, you're doing the, you're, you're going in circles. Yes. Yeah. I'm hoping that if I just keep telling myself that I'll be fine, then I'll actually be fine. So I haven't really found like a good way to cope, I guess, which is partially why I'm doing this. Like maybe if I just release, um, you know, most of the details that that'll help me. Um, or maybe somebody else will hear it and be like, yeah, I was with an alcoholic. This is what I did to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God we didn't have like kids or get married or yeah. have any of these other attachments that would have held us together even longer because I'm convinced I would still be trying to make it work if we had made it more official by getting married or had kids involved. Yeah, someone um, that was on my podcast very early on messaged me the other day and she's in a happy, healthy relationship now and she said she goes back and listens. She listened to her episode recently and she was like, oh my gosh. And I think that I don't I don't give advice on this podcast because yeah. that's not that's not what I do. I'm right. not licensed. You know, <laughs> I shouldn't give advice. But maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need to like go back and listen to yourself on this podcast yeah. a few times and maybe that will help you. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think so. I hope so. Yeah. I wish you luck. I, th- I thank you for coming in and thank sharing you. it. Thanks for having me. Because it's it's a very vulnerable thing to put yourself out there and show, hey, look, I'm I'm not even over this yet. I could easily yeah. fall back into this again. Yeah. And a lot of people would just be like, no, no, I'm good. I've moved on. You know, I'm yeah. strong enough. Mm-mm. Yeah. I have super high anxiety all the time. Like we both work downtown. And I'm like, the odds that I'm going to see him are so minimal. But what if I see him? What am I going to do? Like, what if he talks to me and he, like, sweet talks me? Am I going to go back? I still struggle with that. And that's just where I stand. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Alyssa. I wish you, you so much luck. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Heartbroken Podcast. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.